Welcome back into Cougar Tracks here on KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the BYU Cougars, getting ready for BYU versus Arkansas. And joining me now, good friend with 24 7 Sports Network, publisher of hogsports.com. He is Trey Biddy. And Trey, I, I got to ask you second meeting between these two schools back to back years. What's been the vibe around Arkansas practice this week in preparation for BYU again? Well, it's been a lot more intense, I'll say that. You know, last week I think that Pittman actually had to kind of get after his team a little bit last Tuesday. Uh, that hasn't been an issue at all this week. I remember going out there Monday. We get, you know, about 20 minutes or so of practice during the season to watch, and they're doing this linebacker drill. And they've been a little upset with the linebackers for not wrapping up, even though the defense has been pretty outstanding through the first two games. And, I mean, they were really popping pads. So it's been a pretty physical week of practice, it seems like, and uh, definitely a bigger vibe. Obviously, the game's on ESPN2. It's a night game in Razorback Stadium, the second uh, game in Razorback Stadium so far. So uh, there's a lot of energy. Obviously, BYU brings uh, a lot of tradition and history and, and a name. So uh, it's obviously a lot bigger opponent than the first two games than uh, that Arkansas played. I'm sure BYU fans probably feel the same. Oh, definitely. I feel like Sam Pittman's right in the assessment that there are some similarities between the two teams where both are trying to get that run game going this week. And it, it seems like the strength has been on the defensive side. What is the the situation that you're expecting at at running back with Rocket Sanders out? Yeah, well they'll they'll continue to rotate guys. I thought AJ Green played pretty well. A lot of people have kind of come down on the offensive line for their run blocking in the first game. Excuse me, in the second game, uh, but really I thought it was kind of a combo of things. I, you know, I thought there were some backs that weren't hitting the hole on some of their pin and pull plays, and there was some issues with uh, you know blocking up front when they weren't really pulling on the offensive line just not open it just seemed like there was always something on every play I just think this offense has got to get in sync a little bit there are a few new faces here and there I know BYU is dealing with a lot of transfers and, and Arkansas is too in key positions and Arkansas has a new offensive coordinator and so I think a lot of it is just trying to figure out a little bit of who goes where there's been some rotation on the offensive line but uh, A.J. Green, I thought, ran the ball really well on Saturday. I thought he was one of the backs that was hitting the hole and trusting, showing patience. Rashad DeBinion started doing that at the end of the game, and Dominic Johnson is more of a power back. They've also got a really nice-looking freshman in Isaiah Augustive, uh, who, who I would expect to, to play some, too, with Rocket being out. And then K.J. Jefferson. I mean, when K.J. Jefferson is running the ball from the quarterback spot, this offense just looks different. And that has kind of been an emphasis in the first two games not to run him, to kind of keep him clean, to uh, you know work on you know the more standard running game. The passing game has been has been pretty solid, especially the first game. It was really solid. The second game they had some issues popping up here and there, but uh, the the running game. I feel like when you have KJ Jefferson running the ball, uh, it just changes everything for Arkansas. Trey Biddy from HogSports.com is my guest, and you brought up that there's a new offensive coordinator. Dan Enos comes in. Kendall Bryles goes to TCU. What, what's maybe the, the big difference from your vantage point through two weeks with Enos back as the OC, work with Pittman, compared to what Bryles was running? Well, there's obviously some differences here and there with the plays, and uh, I mentioned pin and pull. That's not really something they did a lot last year. Uh, K.J. Jefferson has certain things that he does well, and they're going to continue to do that, work in the RPO game and things like that. Uh, the tempo is, is different with this team. I mean, sometimes they'll go fast. Sometimes they'll huddle. 
Uh, so they go at a different pace in a lot of ways, whereas Bryles was was hurry up, no huddle, as fast as you can go kind of deal. Uh, so that's a little bit different. Sometimes KJ will go under center at quarterback. He never did that unless maybe a couple goal line situations last year. I see a lot more throws over the middle this year, like really attacking the middle of the field. And we haven't seen a lot of screen game yet, but that's something that I saw them practice a lot uh, in the in in fall camp. So I would expect to see that pick up at some point too. So those are probably some of the the main differences. But you're obviously going to more of a pro style type of offense, and that requires maybe some more thinking. It's you know a little more complicated offense than than a spread where you're just you know kind of trying to go fast. So those those probably been the main differences. What do you feel is the the ceiling for KJ Jefferson? Maybe his pro potential because. Uh, I mean, I just feel like he's, in the last couple of years, maybe been the best quarterback BYU's faced. He was outstanding last year in Provo. But what do you feel like his, his ceiling is as a as a pro prospect? Well, I think he's got pro potential, obviously. He's 6'3", 245 pounds, can run, throws the ball nicely. I, you know, I think the biggest impact with Dan Enos, and we'll see how he – is as a play caller for Arkansas, but his background as a quarterback coach, I believe he had seven quarterbacks uh, on NFL rosters last year that he had coached. Uh, And I think that's where he can really help KJ in terms of the technical aspects of things. And, you know, we talked about playing under center and stuff. That's something that you're asked to do a lot in the NFL that, you know, a lot of college teams don't do. So I think those aspects can help KJ. I think he's probably going to become a better intermediate and short passer. We, we've actually seen that some. Last week he was a little bit off, but the week before he was just on the money with, with everything, it seemed like. Um, you know, and, and he's a big guy and he's a leader. You know, you talk about, I always look for that in quarterbacks. I see so many prospects. Obviously, we're 24-7. There's a lot of recruiting stuff yep. that we deal with. But I see with so many quarterback prospects uh, where they're just stoic and there's not a, a lot of personality to them. I think that's an important trait to have. You ask anybody who's the funniest guy on the team, it's K.J. Jefferson. You know, uh, He's a two-time team captain. That doesn't happen a lot. So I would say those, those things would probably um, jump out to me about him, you know, just from an intangible side of things. And he's got a really nice arm and he can run the ball and shows a lot of poise and uh, he likes winning. And he is, I, I feel like he has really, really put a lot of work in uh, this offseason, especially with so many new faces at wide receiver. Kickoff between BYU and Arkansas at 5.30 Mountain Time, 6.30 Central. You can hear the game here on KSL News Radio. It'll also air on ESPN2. Trey Biddy for a few more moments. You know, BYU's got little bit of shakeup suddenly with the personnel. They're going to start a new running back, L.J. Martin, a freshman. And then they've had a little bit of a setback with wide receiver Cody Epps. Uh, he got banged up again in practice, so it's kind of to be determined on him. There was expect- expectation he was going to play this week. So what's the personnel situation like for Arkansas? Uh, any you know personnel notes uh, uh, that uh, to be aware of? Yeah, and just to your point, I mean, L.J. Martin's been rolling pretty good, four-star on ESPN, uh, nice recruit, and Epps had a nice game for him last year, so that's probably going to impact them, definitely. I would say for Arkansas, you know, they've been fairly healthy. They've had some issues on the offensive line here and there, but they should be, you know, they're they're healthy now. They had Brady Latham back last week, uh, who's a a four-year starter for them. They've got to figure some things out at left tackle. They've had Devon Manuel penciled in as the starter, but he's been banged up so much, whether it's, um, you know, a, 
uh, an ankle or, you know, it just seems like it's, it's just kind of always been something with him, uh, through camp, but he's probably their best option at left tackle. So we'll continue to look at that situation on the defensive side of the ball. You've been without Dwight McLaughlin, um, this past game. He's been dealing with turf toe. It does look pretty solid that he's going to play for him on Saturday. Uh, he has been going through practice and stuff all week. Uh, Poo Paul, they've had some issues at linebacker here, and they're trying to figure out who their guys are. They like their linebackers, but they haven't been able to like get two guys out there on the field to consistently be healthy. Antonio Greer had some injury issues. Poo Paul had some injury issues, and then uh, it was hit with a targeting call in the second half of the first game and missed the first half, and you know was finally back healthy. But it does feel like they've gotten things back pretty well in order as far as uh, as far as the injury situation goes. So. Um. Yeah, I think everybody that's healthy, or I mean, everybody that's you know been a little banged up, that's not you know lost for the season, is going to be able to play. Obviously, Quincy McAdoo was involved in a car accident uh, in the off season, and uh, he was a starter at cornerback, and he's he's out for the season. Last thing for you, Trey, you've got a great pulse of the Arkansas fan base. Did did Razorback fans enjoy their trip to Provo last year beyond just getting that free ice cream? Oh, I think they absolutely <laughs> did. Uh, you know, it's a, a rare opportunity. Arkansas has never played in the state of Utah. Mm. They actually have some uh, a series coming up with with uh, the Utes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly when that starts, but uh, that's a series I think they'll probably look forward to as well. You know, um, so yeah, absolutely. Every every Razorback fan I talked to was just talking about you know how nice everybody was, the environment, and uh, just a beautiful state. Well, Trey, looking forward to it. I'll, I'll be down there on, on Friday and uh, look forward to seeing you in the press box and should be a fun game. All right. Well, let me know if you need any tips on where to go and what to see. <laughs>